Listeners, um, so we decided here at Geek Elite Radio that we need to do a little bit uh, more diversity, um, just provide you different types of content. Um, and, you know, a lot of the uh, suggestions we've been getting is, um, you know, talk about some anime. And, you know, I will say that I'm not really that into anime, but a show that really has been dear to my heart that is probably the closest thing to anime because a lot of fans don't consider it anime, is you know the whole Dragon Ball universe. So, uh, for the next couple of weeks, months, maybe even years, uh, we're just gonna go ahead and have a talk show about Dragon Ball and the whole universe, especially since Dragon Ball Super is uh running. Um, so yeah, we'll get right into it. I actually have um a friend from high school uh, that was interested, and he's gonna be my new co-host. His name is Ronnie. So Ronnie, go ahead. Hello, my name is Ron. Uh, again, like Daniel stated, I we went to high school together, Yuma High, little town in Arizona. Um, I was glad he was able to accept me on this project. I love talking about Dragon Ball Z, so I'm super excited about talking about the Dragon Ball universe as well as uh, Super now with that coming out and everything that comes with it. Cool, man. So, uh, you know, why don't you uh, give our listeners a uh... You know, since you're new um, to our cast um, and to our crew, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell them a little bit about uh, about yourself? All right. Well, uh, again, like I stated, I'm from Yuma, Arizona. I lived there about 20, 22 years of my life. And then I moved up here to Tempe, Arizona uh, with my girlfriend. We live right next to ASU. So we love the environment. Also a big sports geek. So I love talking about sports, football, basketball. But again, Dragon Ball Z. Anime, definitely love talking about that as well. Don't know how in-depth I can talk about an anime, but I do love a lot of the more mainstream, popular ones um, as well. 25, uh, I'm working full-time right now, uh, but again, uh, I don't don't do too much other than game, play Pokemon, play Dragon Ball Z, Xenoverse 2, the must-play. If anyone's interested in it, you should definitely pick it up at GameStop and play it. It's very fun, especially if you play it online. Or Adam, so you guys can do some co-op missions. Definitely. Level 82, guys. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get right into it. Um, basically, we have compiled a little list for you guys. Um, you know, this is going to be very heavily opinionated. Um, so, you know, if you guys don't agree with our list, go ahead and, you know, just message us or write it up in the comments saying why you don't agree with our list. And, you know, we'll have a decent conversation with you guys as well. Um, but we do have a list that we want to go through. Uh, top five Dragon Ball Z characters, or let's just say Dragon Ball Universe characters. However, we are excluding Dragon Ball Super since that's still running and only has about 70-ish episodes under its belt, so it's not fully complete. Um, so we're not really going to talk about uh, Dragon Ball Super. But uh, without further ado, um, you know, I'll go first, and I'm going to start with my number five, and then work my way up to the number one. And, uh, again, you know, if you want to give your two cents on, on the list, go ahead and tell me. Alright. Um, so, I actually want to start, start this list with Krillin being as my number five. 
<laughs> yeah, he's on my top list. I know I'm going to get a lot of shit. You're going to say, oh, but he dies. Actually, he's been called the strongest human on Earth. And he puts up a good fight. Yeah, he may be a coward, but he stood up against Cell. He threw a Destructo disc to his neck. Yeah, it didn't really do much damage, but he always stands up for what is right. And no matter what, you know, he makes sure to try to stand up for everything and everyone that, that, and everything that he believes in. So yeah, that's, uh, I'm gonna go with Krillin. He's also the comic uh, relief. And, you know, you can't forget that he actually, you know, has a pretty hot wife. Yeah. <laughs> He's banging an android. Who cares, though? <laughs> uh, number four, um, it's actually going to be Piccolo. And the reason I say Piccolo is because he's just such a badass. And I feel like he's actually the moral compass to everyone, especially when they were on Namek. He was making sure that nobody acted too brash and, you know, got their asses handed to them by, uh, by Frieza. Also, uh, side note, don't know if you guys know, but this is actually Kira Toriyama's favorite character. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, they, they've asked him a couple of times at cons, like, so what's your favorite character? And he always throws out Piccolo. Uh, he did say, you know, I find it kind of cliche when the good guy, or when the bad guy turns into the good guy, but he's like, you know, that actually had to happen. And actually, yeah, I agree. He's a great asset to the team. Um, surprisingly, Goku made it on my list. Uh, the reason I'm throwing out Goku's, um, and him being number three is because I'm one of those guys that if you're going to have a main character, the main character really has to stick out to me. Uh, and all I really got for Goku is that he's, you know, the most powerful Saiyan now, probably just throw it out there. Haven't really been watching super, but he is really, really strong. Um, he would have been higher, but on this list, but it's always his kindness that gets in the way and kind of fuck shit up for everybody. <laughs> I mean, he did, you know, he did give some energy to Frieza and Frieza, you know, just tried to kill him. So yeah. He, and then fucking Frieza survived planet Namek exploding and then went to earth to try to take revenge on everybody else. Now, uh, number two, I'm going to go with Trunks. Uh, Trunks, um, just a lot of reasons. Um, I'm fascinated by time travel. He's obviously a time traveler. Um, you know, he is the son of Vegeta, and Vegeta is pretty much a damn badass. Everybody can agree with that. Definitely. Um, you know, he's also, him and Piccolo are probably the only people that are the most close to their values and what they believe in. Because they don't let anything else get in their way. Like Goku, his kindness gets in the way. And also, let, uh, always wanting to fight somebody stronger, even though they could possibly kill him. Um, he's had such a tragic, you know, storyline with what happened, uh, with the androids and with Cell. Or I'm sorry, Cell didn't, didn't really even exist. So I'm sorry, uh, with the androids back in his timeline. And then in the future timeline in Super, he still went through some, some, you know, pretty tragic stuff. Okay. Now, my number one pick is going to be Vegeta. And the reason I go with Vegeta is, as a child, you know, I always liked him only because he was always fucking shit up, no matter what, left and right. And he still kind of does, so he kind of stuck with me. 
Um, I just like his passion on how he just wants to be better than Goku and better than anyone else. And actually, uh, now in Super, it seems like he's getting a lot more character development that's, you know, showing that he just doesn't want to be the strongest now. And uh, that pretty much wraps it up for me. Well, I want to talk about your your list. So Krillin, I even though he is the weakest, he's probably not one of the biggest parts in the show. He is the catalyst, especially with the Frieza saga. Krillin doesn't die. Goku doesn't go Super Saiyan. Goku doesn't destroy Frieza. You think about it, if Krillin lives and just Frieza just destroys him all at once, story can be a completely different thing. Totally, totally different universe. Goku dies, everyone dies on Namek, and, Kri- and Frieza just takes over the universe. There's no one there to stop him. Uh, I liked your, your Piccolo uh, pick. That, that, that is true. I didn't see him too much in Dragon Ball. Um, I never got to finish the series, but I do know parts of it. Uh, I thought he was a pretty good villain in that in the, in Dragon Ball in the Dragon Ball universe. And then when he became uh, when he just called himself Junior. Yeah, Junior. <laughs> And now uh, he he goes and helps Goku to dis- to beat Raditz, and it seems like after that he kind of just turned to leave. He kind of became, you know, the set, the true father to Gohan. Yeah, he he, do- he doesn't, but no on Father's Day he doesn't get a gift. Goku but, still gets the gift. Yeah, for some odd reason, makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, and then uh, Trunks, I think Trunks is an awesome character too. Uh, I love time travel as well. I mean, my, one of my favorite movies is Back to the Future trilogy. I love watching the Flash. Does the time travel? I know you guys talked a little bit of that as well, but yeah, I love the whole time travel aspect, especially with this new arc with um, and Super that just passed with the whole time travel and everything. It was it was amazing. Vegeta did not expect that to be your favorite ca- character though. Yeah, room uh, <laughs> for a loop. Well, uh, you know, I wanted to surprise everybody, and actually, another side fact about Vegeta is um, this is Akira Toriyama's least favorite character. He was actually supposed to stay dead on Namek, but due to uh, fan base popularity, uh, he decided to keep him alive. You know, you, you state that. I read a thing as well that if you notice at the end of the Dragon of the Frieza saga, Dragon Ball Z, Goku dies on the planet. Like the planet explodes and he's done. And if you remember, he's on the on the Frieza ship. He's trying to find a pod to leave, and it crashes into the lava, and he's left on the planet to die. And if you watch later, when he tells the story what happened after Trunks comes back, it's totally different. He he ends up finding a ship and leaving the planet while it's exploding. And I think I read this, that because of such a the huge fan base that Dragon Ball Z got um, at that point, um, Toriyama had to continue it. He, so if you, if you ever watch it, watch the final episode of Dragon Ball Z, what happens with Goku on, on the, the ship, and you'll notice when he talks to Trunks, about what happened, it's going to be two different stories. They'll be similar, but there it's two different outcomes. Interesting. <laughs> but um, I'll go ahead and talk about my fav- my top five. I don't have them in a specific order. These are just my top favorite characters in the in the show. Um, and one of them obviously is Goku. I love Goku. He's he's always been one of my favorites in the show, especially playing on Dragon Ball Z. Just the different transformations, the different moves. I mean, who hasn't tried to do a Kamehameha wave? Any at any time in their life. Oh, I still do want to go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, so it's 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 just amazing. He, his transformation. I think he has one of the best looking transformations out of all of them. Going Super Saiyan one, maybe not two. I think Go Gohan Super Saiyan two is probably the better Super Saiyan two version. But he's the only one that pretty much goes three. 
there's not much of a difference between three and anyone else. And then Super Saiyan Four and and Super Saiyan God, which just looks like Super Saiyan. So his transformations, I, I like them. Um, the rest of my list is going to be a little, little different now. So Broly or Brawly, I'm sorry if I trigger anybody on how to pronounce that. But this <laughs> is one. He's like uh, Vin Diesel. He has the same the same dialogue. He's different tones. And some, some, a little bit of different change, but I thought Brawly is a very awesome villain, especially in the movies. When I saw the very first movie with him in it, I was amazed that he was able to just tear shit up and just destroy <laughs> everybody. Like he had Vegeta quivering in his shoes once he <laughs> saw that he was the legendary Super Saiyan. He just destroying. I mean, he threw Goku around like a rag doll. I, Goku has never been thrown around like that. And in, in the canon, and just regular Dragon Ball Z, no one's ever done what Broly had ever did to him. And in the second movie, I thought it was pretty cool too, because that's when he comes back. He actually has a Super Saiyan form in in, in the second Broly movie. Now, there's a third one. I recommend no one to watch the third one. That one was awful. That's the one that we don't talk about, just like yeah. the uh, Eric Bana Hulk. <laughs> um, my next favorite is Janemba. Even though he was only in the movie for a short time, I thought Janemba was an awesome villain he looks awesome he has a sword that just cuts through everything he's made of pure darkness from from hfil or in hell it's pretty much hell with missing pieces and he's just amazing just him being able to open portals and just punch goku around and then when he just transforms into that awesome form he just he he can just teleport by turning into like little cubes and just dissolving into the next area he wants to go he's just he was an awesome part in that movie. I wish there was more of him. There isn't, obviously, but he, I thought he was an awesome character. My next favorite, Kid Buu. I thought Kid Buu was an awesome character as well. He's pink, first of all. Who, who would think that the baddest dude in the show at, at that point would be pink and just tear things up? I think, I thought his saga was one of my, was probably one of the best. And he's the only guy that was, up to that point, that was able to destroy Earth in like an episode. Two yeah. minutes, he's there. And he's, he almost destroys it twice. If it wasn't for Goku shooting a Kai Blast to push his um, vanishing ball out of the way, he would have already destroyed it at that point. And he just creates a giant ball. He, and he's almost Im- immortal in a way, where you have to destroy every piece of him. So he can just commit suicide and just blow up everything, and he's just going to reappear. And so, I mean, ultimately, when Earth gets destroyed, doesn't isn't that what, what happens too? Uh, he basically regenerates up in space and just yep. finds them. Yep, he just regenerates and just, and then he's able to learn techniques so quick. He learns instant transmission the first time Goku does it, and he's able to go into the next dimension where everyone's already dead and start fighting dead people. And if they die again, they're done. They're permanently done. So that's where Krillin and Yamcha are, and they're not happy to see this tiny <laughs> little pink dude come in and just start tearing stuff up. So I thought Kid Buu was awesome. He, I mean, it took a lot of effort for them just to beat him. It took uh, all, them to wish the planet back, for Goku to get all his power back, and to do the probably biggest super, um, spirit bomb in the show to destroy Kid Buu. And then my next is Perfect Cell. I always like Perfect Cell because when I played Dragon Ball Z Budokai 1, the very first Dragon Ball Z game I ever played, he had a, an awesome moveset. He had, he had Kamehameha Wave and he had Spirit Bomb. To this day, I don't know why he has Spirit Bomb as a moveset in any of the video games, because he's never used it. Or at least in Dragon Ball Budokai 1 through 3, I believe he has Spirit Bomb. Now he has like a uh, Earth-destroying Kamehameha wave in the video games. Which so, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 
because especially with the final battle with him and, and Super Saiyan 2 Gohan, but I thought Cell was awesome because he has everyone a piece of everybody in the in, in him. He has Kamehameha Wave. He can do destructive disc. He can he doesn't do it in the show, but he has DNA from Vegeta, so he can do Galaga. He, he can do all those moves. And there was one thing I saw on the internet was since Cell has cells of a Saiyan, he technically has a tail. So if he ever saw the full moon, he would be able to turn to a great ape. And there's a picture I have on my phone, and I, I will share. I can share it on the website where it has a, a cell great ape form. And I, it looks awesome. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> It'd be your worst nightmare because he would have all the moves set, and he's a great ape. Yeah, and um, is that your list? Yeah, that's my top. That's my five favorite characters. I mean, just base form. If we want to go into fusion and stuff, then I mean, I'm down for that as well. Well, with the next list that we have coming up, I'm pretty sure we can get into some of the other things as well. Uh, I did want to do a couple of comments on your characters as well. Cell is actually probably in my top five villains, um, only because he was a force to reckon with. I mean, he he might be next to Frieza. No, Frieza's probably the evilest villain they've had, but um, I just love the arrogance that he got from Vegeta. Since he has Saiyan DNA and has some of Vegeta's DNA, it's just awesome how cocky he is at everything and how uh, he, I, I don't think anybody saw this, but how he has that Saiyan DNA in him, basically, you know, he got blown to shreds, but that wasn't enough to wipe him out. He just still had one cell left and was able to regenerate and came back stronger because, you know, he has that Saiyan blood in him or Saiyan DNA, so... Once you recover from near death, you become stronger, and he, you know, he put up a fight with Gohan. <laughs> it doesn't get much closer to near death when you get blown to one cell. Yep. Then uh, we can actually talk about Janemba when we go into um, into your movie. Um, but you know, that's a pretty solid list too. And I wasn't expecting for some of the movie villains to actually end up on our list. Oh yeah, I I think they're and I think it's because you only get to see so little of them that made them so much better. Because you couldn't just like nitpick. It was like you're gonna see them, and boom, they're just they were just doing work right off the bat, and it just leaves that impression. Like this, and obviously the movies, they're they can't, they're I don't know if they're non-canon or not. We'll talk about the timeline where where, you, where we think they fit in the Dragon Ball Z timeline. But I just think just they're so awesome. Their move sets, just the way, especially their looks. These characters are also based how they look. I mean, I I chose these guys from when I was small. And watching Dragon Ball for the first time, so it was about appearance as well. Hey, you need to have that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, let's uh let's go ahead and talk about about your movie. Uh, what movie do you want to talk about? Well, let's go ahead and talk about the Janemba movie. Let's go ahead and talk about that one first. So that one was one of my favorite movies because what everything that transpires in that movie. You got you got Janemba, who's almost like a super boo. If you really look at him, compare him. He has that super boo evil face on him. He has this awesome blade, like I referenced earlier. It slices just through everything, and he's just doing work onto everybody. He, especially when he pre, his pre transformation, where he can he just generated a, a, a Goku to counter Goku's Kamehameha wave and shoot a Kamehameha wave back at him. So I, the, also the fusion of Gogeta. He's if we if I wanted to throw him in as my one of my favorites, I want to say he's my favorite fusion in the show. Nice, and you know. I agree with you because um, we were talking about this um, earlier today before we actually started recording. Um, that was actually on my top list for the movies as well. Um, Future Reborn, I mean, one of the most iconic moments is 
they're talking about... Okay, so let's just back up a little bit. So the series I already finished in Japan. Um, and here in the U.S., you know, you got the movies and bits and pieces. So when they're talking about a fusion, you're like, okay, and they talk like they've done it before. You're still kind of like, what the hell are they talking about? And for me, this is actually the first time I've ever saw a fusion in a movie. So, you know, i got to say that's probably one of the best iconic parts of the whole, you know, movie universe is fuse, uh, doing the fusion and kicking ass. Yeah. yeah I, it, I thought it was, it was super awesome when I saw it myself. I I had seen it when I was smaller but never watched it. I was still not caught up on the Dragon Ball Z timeline. So when I finally saw that movie and just... It, it was awesome. And even Goku references kind of where the timeline of that movie is. We'll get into that in a little bit. I mean, I, I think we can go ahead and cover it unless you want to go oh, somewhere yeah. else. So, like, in the movie, I I placed that movie right after. It's actually kind of weird because technically this would be impossible. But in the movie, Vegeta's dead. And if you remember in the Kid Buu saga, he gets wished back. So if you wanted to really place it somewhere, it's in between them fighting Kid Buu and before they kill him. You know, I was actually taking a look at the cover. Um, I was looking for this movie online. Uh, I was like a watch and refresh my memory before we did this. Um, I was looking at the movie cover. Goku also has a um, a halo. So they both have a halo. So if you take that into consideration, it has to be right after Vegeta sacrifices himself and right after Goku, um, you know, says, hey, my time is up on Earth. I have to go back to other worlds. So basically right at that perfect time, which means that's when the Z fighters are occupied with probably Super Blue at this time right now. Right. And the only part that kind of – and I guess it would still make sense because in their Goku references that he's he has to go Super Saiyan 3 in that form. So it's also right after he fights um, Fat Boo. So he also references that he, that Janimbus has been his strongest opponent since he had to fight uh, Boo. I don't know if he says Kid Boo in the movie. I can't remember, but I know he references saying Boo. So yeah, it's gonna be somewhere right in that spot, right before Kid Boo arrives. And uh, you know, if you want to go ahead and give a brief summary of the movie too, um, basically, what happens? How does everybody escape from hell? So uh, there's a guy, if I remember right, he's like a janitor of HFIL, and he's like cleaning, and he knocks over a tank of pure evil, and it, he doesn't notice this. He has headphones on, and he's he's cleaning, and all of a sudden the pure evil, he absorbs him, and that's where Janemba gets created. So then Janemba starts, I guess, he throws off HFIL and opens up gates into the um, real world, where anyone evil from HFIL shows up in there. You got Frieza, Cell, uh, I think Boo shows up in the movie, and uh, actually Hitler shows up in the movie. Yeah, too. which Go is tanks. hilarious. <laughs> Go tanks and then fight him. But yeah, right. So that's what that's what causes um, the villains to show up in the real world, and so that sends Go um, King Yama sends him to sends Goku to figure out what's going on before it gets out of control, and as he runs into fat version of Janemba where he takes him on and he's getting destroyed. Vegeta shows up, they take him on, and still doesn't change. Um, and then Janemba goes into a transformation, takes them both on, and Pickon actually shows up to give him some time to fuse. They fuse, and in like two, like in a minute, uh, Gene- uh, Gogeta just goes in and Soul Punisher and destroys him, destroys his soul. And then you just see the little janitor at the end, like, freaking out because he doesn't know what happened. And, uh, you know, um, another movie why, I guess another reason why this movie, um, you know, is so high on my list is because, um, 
This one had a lot of gags. Um, I really liked the all the comedic relief this movie had. Um, you know, go tanks taking on Hitler. Who the hell you know was expected that? And um, also when they fuse for the first time, they get it wrong and they come out as the fat version of Gogeta, and they're like, uh. We'll be back in about 30 minutes. <laughs> and then, obviously, uh, PyCon comes back, uh, buys them time. They do the transformation correctly. Um, just, uh, it was actually pretty sweet to see, uh, Frieza get taken down by adult Gohan because when he was a little kid, Frieza, you know, wiped the floor with him. Yeah. Yeah, little Gohan was obviously annoying, and everyone knew this coming out party was that Cell Saga. Um, so did you want to see? Let's keep speaking about this one, or do you want to go to a new one? We can go. Uh, we can keep on speaking if you have any more. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think what else uh, I liked in that movie. I mean, it it was really good. I liked it. I mean, I think Gogeta's theme song is an awesome thing theme song as well. Yeah, I mean, I've looked it up. I have it on my MP3 player. On, on I got it from. Uh, I downloaded it off of YouTube. I think again. I I got the song now on my MP3 player and it's it's good. It's like it's only a two two minute song I think, but I got the extended version, so it's like <laughs> eight minutes long of the same song. But it's just an awesome theme. It's one of my favorite themes from uh for the from the show or the movie. Uh, is this the uh the Japanese uh theme song or is it the, it, it's the just, American? It's uh well I guess the American because I never heard the Japanese and it's just the um it's the the theme song of when Gogeta is fused. So right at that moment, there's a, I guess you would say a, um, what is it when it's just, uh, just instruments and there's no lyrics to it. So uh, it's just, just a beat and it's, it, I, it's one of my favorite beats. I like it. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah. Cause, uh, I saw, I saw this online with the original Japanese audio, but it was dubbed in English. So yeah, I can't, I don't think I've ever heard the, uh, the American theme song for Gogeta. Yeah. It, it's like very dramatic and just like, like that, that's one of my favorite themes. When Goku goes Super Saiyan 3, that, that, um, beat is one of my favorite themes. Uh, I want to say when Gohan's fighting Frieza, that's one of my favorite theme songs as well. Um, I think when Go, when Vegeta goes Super Saiyan is another one. And all these songs I have on my music player, I just, they're just really nice. Just, they kind of get you pumped up if you're just want a pregame for like playing basketball, going to the gym. They're, they're really good songs. Nice and heavy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty good. I, I like them. For my, for my music taste, I, I like them. All right. Um, and, you know, I'm gonna, I'll probably get a lot of shit. Um, only reason um, I'm throwing this one out, it's the one that I've seen the most recently, so it's the one that's uh, really sticking with me. Um, and then, you know, we can always have more episodes where we cover other movies, too, and get more into detail about them. Um, but I'm going to go with, uh, for now, I'm going to go with Battle of Gods. Uh, reason I throw that one out, it's been maybe 10 years since we saw anything of, you know, Dragon Ball related. Um, basically the popularity and the hype of that movie launched Dragon Ball Super. Um, you know, some, something that was pretty fucking awesome. It made, uh, $2.2 million here in America. So that's, you know, it set a milestone for, you know, uh, a movie from overseas. And I mean, it was only a limited two day release in theaters as well. So that's pretty impressive. Um, again, I just gonna, I like it when movies have, you know, just go to their original roots and, um, they have a lot of comedic relief. Uh, this movie touched on the roots from Dragon Ball had that kind of style of comedy. 
when Goku was a little kid and, you know, growing up with Bulma, Yamcha, uh, Tien, Puar, Masuroshi, and Krillin, and they had all those gags, which I really enjoyed. And I mean, again, Vegeta's starting to get a lot more character development. I mean, Vegeta from the Majin Buu saga, or maybe, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, from the Cell saga, maybe Majin Buu saga would not make an ass out of himself on stage singing bingo. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, for him to know who the God of Destruction was in that movie, too, it was like, no one knew who this guy is. And it's weird, Vegeta knows about, he knew about the legendary Super Saiyan, he knew about the God of Destruction, he knows about these folklore legends, and he's seen them in, in real life. He just You see the difference of Vegeta when he acts amongst them. So yeah, for him to have to dance to try to keep the God of Destruction of destroying the planet, you know, you know you're in some trouble then. He had to swallow his fucking pride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we saw a little bit of that when he went down with, with Majin Buu, which sucks because it didn't do anything, but you know, uh, he had to do that. Um, it just goes to show you how Goku really, you know, wants to be the strongest warrior because he challenges, um, um, Beerus on King Kai's planet that gets destroyed. And he's like, no, wait, no, I have to get stronger. We have to beat him. And I guess the whole sole purpose of this movie, um, Beerus wakes up from his nap. Uh, he has a dream about fighting a Super Saiyan God. So he has Whis, um, I guess his, his master and his caretaker to, you know, find out information. And he's like, well, you know, we do have information on Saiyans. There's only a few left. Uh, they wiped out Frieza, and then Beerus is like, what? Somebody actually took down Frieza? He's one of the strongest people in the universe. But all right, let's make a trip to Earth. They go to Earth. Uh, Bulma's having a birthday party. And um, basically, he goes around asking for, uh, you know, the legendary Super Saiyan God. And I think I might have left some other stuff out. But um, basically, we see his part of his power i want to say maybe 50 percent of his power all because fat boo won't give him some pudding <laughs> <laughs> it's always the little things like that like that that trigger some of the main villains in the show some of the most ridiculous things see yeah. that that's something that they would totally would happen in dragon ball some villain would get pissed off some something stupid like that yeah. and then you know just um the one to destroy the earth uh basically uh, what ends up happening at this point, um, they get the, uh, the Dragon Balls, and then they're like, alright, so Shenron, uh, bring the Super Saiyan God here. He's like, well, uh, he doesn't exist, so I can't bring him. But I can tell you the story on how, you know, it can make it happen. Um, basically, the four Saiyans, um, or it takes five Saiyans, sorry. Uh, so they get Goku, Trunks, Goten, Vegeta, and, and, Gohan? Gohan. Sorry, so it's they get a total of five. Get six. Yeah, they get six. Uh, the reason they get the sixth one is because uh, Videl is pregnant and um, with Pan. So basically, you know, she's a quarter Saiyan, so that works. And then Goku gets powered up to Super Saiyan God. And what happens when he gets uh, turned into Super Saiyan God? He looks the same, except he's thinner and a shade darker. You know... I I will say this, kind of disappointed with the whole Super Saiyan God thing. Everybody made it to, holy shit, this is going to be the most amazing thing ever. Can't wait to see his transformation. And to me, this was just like K.O. Ken all over again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just with um, red pupils, I guess you can call it, because there's a lot of detail in the eye. 
Right. Obviously, it didn't go green or light blue, whatever you want to call it. So with this particular transformation, I I will say I was disappointed in it. I have to agree with you on that too. Like uh, you hear about all oh, Super Saiyan God, what's this gonna look like? Are they gonna make like what Super Saiyan Four was into the show, like something similar to that? I mean, what what more could you do? I mean, you had short spiky hair, or you had the spiky hair, bulky spiky hair of Super Saiyan, and you go with the spiky. Thin spiky hair of a Super Saiyan 2 and then the long locks of Super Saiyan 3. <laughs> so what, what was he going to have? Like a spiky fro or what's he going to, and he, it's just a, yeah, a reset, almost like a, going back to the roots, like they said, Kaoken. It's like Kaoken, you have the red orb, it's like a fiery aura. And he has red hair, reddish hair, I guess. And he's just with the red pupils and he's just a little bit of a shade darker and he's thinner. So I guess to make him more quicker and everything and, I mean, after watching that and seeing um, Dragon, Dragon Ball Super and Revival F, I mean, it kind of has that feel of what the transformations are going to be right now, which, I mean, we'll get into Super later down the road, but, I mean, I like I like it and I don't like it at the same time. Yeah, and, um, yeah, so with this, is, uh, this one, like I said again, um, I was disappointed by, you know, in uh, Resurrection F, something great did happen we got super saiyan blue and that transformation actually made me a lot um a lot happier what about you yeah i thought super saiyan blue looked nice it looks really cool it just is super saiyan but in blue form but i mean it, it, it is awesome just in it just to see the look i mean it might there might be some little differences with the hair i i know i've really been looking into detail but it looks almost exactly like super saiyan just blue hair yep and i mean I guess with the advantages, I mean, there's probably some details, so if I get it wrong, I'm sorry. You can correct me. I don't care. Um, but I was reading online that basically Super Saiyan Blue, um, that one basically, you go Super Saiyan Blue to make you quicker and basically also to give you more powerful key attacks. And uh, Super Saiyan God, even though in Resurrection F they call it Super Saiyan God Blue, Anyway, uh, regular Super Saiyan God, that one just, uh, that one basically gives you more stamina and gives you more fighting power. And I mean, we can probably say, yeah, that's probably true because we saw Goku go, you know, blow to blow, punch to punch, kick to kick with, with Beerus. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he definitely did. And I mean, he's able to pull it off on his own at the end. And a spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it by now, I mean, he, Beerus is about to destroy the planet, and Goku goes Super Saiyan God after he's already gone Super Saiyan God on his own without the power of six Saiyans, and shoots the Kamehameha wave to stop Beerus's um, like God of Destruction blast. Uh, but that the one part about base Super Saiyan God, they, there's not much development of that. I mean, once you see it in the movie, what Super has done by getting the movie and chopping it up into pieces, you don't ever see it again. But you, but now if you're watching Super, you you see Super Saiyan Blue everywhere, even in the one of the more recent episodes where they play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, they're kind of pulling it off a lot left and right. So so, uh, and and I won't go too much in depth in it. But with Super, with with Dragon Ball Super, I like it. It's Dragon Ball Z back. We get to see our favorite characters. We see action, explosions, and everything like that. But I. I Part of the things I saw that what they did now they made they don't have these extended cut scenes of you seeing the horizon and the move in the show. Like if you really think about it, with the old Dragon Ball Z shows, there's a lot of just cut scenes of just seeing nothing and not much going on. 
And now with Super, they're kind of like going at it, like boom, boom, boom. There's, they're not really doing too much. And some of that I miss for the ex, just extending it a bit. Um, and there's, I, I feel like there's not too much development in it. But again, I still love it because it's Dragon Ball Z. And you see your favorite characters, and especially with the the, uh, the Zamos arc, arc. That was one of probably my favorite arcs in the show. All right. Yeah, and um, haven't really watched uh, Dragon Ball Super. Just know bits and pieces here, so I have no <laughs> idea what we just uh, talked about. I did see the Other World Tournament, which was pretty badass, but we'll talk about it once we go into, uh, into Super. Um, I mean... What other highlights uh, do you want to, you know, do you have to point out or something that stood out to you um, in in Dragon Ball uh, Battle of Gods? Battle of Gods, <clears throat> I mean, I don't really, I think I went over every, everything I could think of with, with Battle of Gods. I mean, I mean, you get to see Emperor, Emperor Pilaf now. He's <laughs> back in the show. Yep. Uh, like you said, you bring that nostalgia back from Dragon Ball. Uh, you just the whole, the whole base Super Saiyan God is the only thing I wish they did more and Super instead of just tossing it to the side and going with Blue from here on out. But uh, other than that, I mean, I thought Beerus was pretty pretty awesome. I guess now he's not a villain. He's just he's fitting. He's doing his job, and he's just he has to destroy stuff. So I thought Beerus was an awesome character when he came out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Seeing him the first time, I mean, especially I can't remember which game it was, but they, he was in the game and using him. He was very OP. Um, Xenoverse One. That's when they introduced uh, Beerus and Whis. Was it Xenoverse One? Because I feel like there was a game before that. It was like an RPG almost game. There's like cards that they you would attach to your character. You can use like just Super Saiyan Three, Goku. You can use just Super Saiyan. I, I would have to dig into my Xbox games real quick because I have it for Xbox 360 before I updated it and got the one. And it was it, seeing him on there was awesome because his move moveset was pretty cool. Huh. And, huh. All right. Well, I I mean, I never played that game. doesn't even sound familiar. So if I, you know, misquoted something or said something off, then <laughs> I do apologize. Um, I mean, yeah, at the moment, I really can't. Think of uh, anything else that really stood out in uh, in Battle of God, uh, Battle of the Gods. Um, so, do you want to go ahead and wrap things up? Yeah, I mean, um, the, the one movie I, I liked, I know we talked a lot about, was uh, Battle of Gods with Revival F. Loved that movie. It was a very good storyline. You see Frieza back, and he actually they, the way they bring him back too is just wishing for his pieces to come back, and they just leave and regenerate him, and with that, they, they bring him back, and he actually trains. Like he, he stated he never trained up to the point when he was fighting Goku on Namek. So for him to train, that's where you see the gold form for Frieza. And then technically, if you think about it, without Wiz and Beerus, Frieza beats them. He blows up the planet because Goku and Vegeta couldn't get the job done in their Super Saiyan Blue God state. So I thought that movie was really good. The storyline, just the, them referencing old old stuff from the, the shows. I love. I really like that movie a lot. Rival F just brought back a lot of stuff, and just seeing 100% Max Frieza go gold, and then you <laughs> see Goku as from Super Saiyan to now Super Saiyan Blue. It's almost the same, just blue. It's just you bring it brings that fight all back from from the grave, and it's just it was it was awesome watching that. Yeah, and um, a lot of you know interesting elements that come out uh, throughout that movie uh, for me as well. Um, you know, one of the main things is that. You know, Whis, uh, when he's training uh, Goku and Vegeta, he's like, you know, you guys are never going to work as a team. 
Vegeta, you have too much pride. You're only focusing on yourself. Goku, um, you know, you show, again, you know, he even points it out. You show too much mercy. And then later, that bites him in the ass. I will say, uh, this, I watched this in the movie theater as well. And I will say I was disappointed in, in this part that, you know, the underlings ring shot out a laser beam and it hit Goku in the heart. Yeah, I know a normal human would definitely instantly die, but hitting a Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan Blue nonetheless, just, you know, straight to the heart, that killed him. I, I was surprised. But I was like, come on, man, really? That's a cop-out. <laughs> Seriously, I, I thought the same thing, too. It's like just little thing like that, little laser beam knocking out a Super Saiyan. Like Goku, he can always sense these things, and for him to not sense that this laser is coming at him and not, not reflect it or instant transmission out of the way, it's just it's just some of the, one of those things that just is one of Goku's flaws, very gullible, and a little laser like that can take out a Super Saiyan God. It's just pretty hard to believe. Yeah, and then, um, obviously, uh, we, uh, Wisa's, uh, lesson, you know, bites Vegeta in the ass as well. Vegeta won't swallow his pride. He just keeps on talking, just tells Frieza, oh, you're a piece of crap. You know, you're so weak. It's kind of pathetic that I'm going to kill you, but, you know, I always wanted to, you know, I've been savoring this moment. It's going to be amazing. While he's doing all the talking, basically, Frieza destroys the earth. And Vegeta dies. Again. <laughs> but, thanks to Whis, he can set, um, you know, you can travel back in time, just reset the timeline a couple of seconds. So basically what ends up happening, he ends up robbing, the uh, Goku ends up robbing Vegeta of his kill, <laughs> and he gets incredibly pissed, which is hilarious. But yeah, I mean, he did teach him both a lesson, and I really hope uh, that in Super, that whatever lessons they're learning with Beerus and with Whis, um, it sticks with them. They work better as a team and as a unit. Oh well, uh, if once if you do watch Super, you 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 find out in, in the in this right after the the tournament that they're in. There's the next arc. If you watch that, you'll see it pay off. In at least one episode, you it brings back some an old character that everybody loves. So de definitely highly recommend uh, going and watching Super. I know it's not dubbed yet, but it's it is coming out very soon. I want to say sometime early January. January seventh. Yep, Toonami is going to be showing the dub version, so you get the, all the old voice actors, I believe, are back doing the yep. voices, and um, pretty excited for that. And uh, basically, January 8th, that's when uh, Dragon Ball Super uh, comes <clears throat> back from its hiatus, um, and it'll be airing again in Japan, uh, so basically you should be able to get it the same day already uh, subtitled, which is going to be pretty awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be lazy, I'll admit it. Uh, sometimes I don't like reading subtitles. My little brain can't handle it, and I get distracted by something else, <laughs> and I forget to read, and then I have to go rewind. And then I was like, oh crap, I rewinded too much. Now I already saw this. Fuck, okay, I'm done. So I'd rather do it the lazy way and watch it in English. And I actually am a big fan of the, uh, the American U, uh, cast for Dragon Ball, so I'll be pretty happy with this dub. Oh, I, I agree. I, I don't like rating subtitles. I'd rather wait for the dub to come out in any anime. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's what I've kind of been doing with Naruto. Uh, but, I mean, with the fillers that that has, it's so bad, I might have to just watch subtitles to get caught up and get ready for the new series that's coming out. But 
definitely subtitles are not something I like to do. I like to be able to have some background noise because, you know, sometimes there's not always action going on in Dragon Ball Z. Sometimes there's talking. You want to have some background noise. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, you, you won't have to rewind and see what they just said. So that's I can't wait for this dub to come out just to hear it and see how it looks because uh, I, I haven't watched Super from the beginning since it was pretty much just um, Battle of Gods. And then after that, you had the tournament. I haven't watched the tournament, but I've seen pieces of it and what happens. But then I watched the the last arc uh, that passed, and that is definitely a must-watch. It was really good. With uh, Goku Black. Goku Black is a real – it's time travel is involved in there, different universes. You, to find out who Goku Black really is was, like, mind-blowing because there's it goes different ways. It goes left and right. You have, like, three different possibilities, and when you find out the true outcome – it kind of blows your mind. And just getting a little bit off topic, but wait, there's going to be another Naruto sequel. It's going to go after Shippuden. Yes, it's going to be Baruto. It's his son. So it's going to take place from like the last movie that came out, Naruto the Last. And that uh, is supposed to be coming out sometime early 2017. I don't know the exact dates. Uh, but yeah, there's they're going to be... The manga has already been out, I believe, like read correctly. So... Obviously, the anime will will follow shortly, and you. I think right now, and again, I haven't been following Naruto since I like watching the dubbed versions, but I believe they're kind of doing backstories with everybody and them getting older. So you're gonna see one of the Naruto. It's gonna take one of the Naruto movies where um, they're like teenagers, they're, they're older, and then then it's gonna be Baruto, and there's gonna be the show. All right then. Well, I guess I'll. Uh... I guess I have a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> All right, so uh, Ronnie, you, uh, you want to wrap things up? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> if you want to try to talk to me about anything anime, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, again, I'm not an expert. I'm, I kind of watch this for fun, but I do kind of get in-depth with it, with the knowledge I, I have. Uh, I have two Twitter um, pages you can follow. There's my actual page um, that I – Again, like I stated, I do sports, so this one has a little bit of everything with news, and it's uh, Rontimo25. It's going to be a capital R-O-N-T, the number one M-O-25. And then if you want to, and then the one I kind of been, I just created recently is just for Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, anime, all that fun stuff. It's just strictly that. It's called, uh, my handle is at Anime Nerd Ron. It's going to be a capital A. And then it's anime with a capital A underscore nerd with a capital N underscore Ron capital R. And then if you want to just the the name, it's Lone Wolf Mewtwo as, as my name on it right now because that's my favorite Pokemon. Nice. All right. And uh, basically you can go ahead and uh, catch me at uh, Daniel Von Helvet on Twitter. Um, so it's my first name, D-A-N-I-E-L, D as a Victor, O-N. And then Helvet is H-E-L-V-E-T. Um, you can also find me on, on Facebook as Daniel Barroso. Um, and basically, if you uh, like this episode, um, you want to catch up, uh, you want to do some theories, you want to go ahead and uh, you know list your favorite characters and join in on the conversation, uh, you can always go ahead and uh, reach us on Twitter at Geek Elite Radio. Uh, you can also find us on, on Facebook where most of the action happens there, uh, which is also Geek Elite, uh, Geek Elite Radio. Uh, right there, we post memes, uh, we have conversations, we post articles, geek news, anything you possibly think of uh, that's nerdy and geeky related. 
Um, and also we have an Instagram. Uh, we when we go to conventions, uh, we post up pictures of cosplayers, uh, some cosplays that we do. So that's also Geek Elite. Um, and then you can find us on iTunes if you uh, want to go ahead and listen to some of the other content. And lastly, uh, GeekEliteRadio.com is where you can find archived episodes um, and you know listen to them on there if you do not have iTunes. But I uh, just want to go ahead and let you guys know. Until next time, always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.